Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for market intel, forecasts, and strategies. Hello, I'm Michael Bull. Thank you for being with us. This segment is brought to you by Bull Realty. For any commercial real estate needs in the Southeast U.S., please reach out to me directly. My email is michael at bullrealty.com. Well, we have a fantastic show for you today. We're going to talk about the 2023 outlook for the economy, commercial real estate, and REITs. We have a report here that's put out by NAREIT every year. They do a good job at looking, the, at, looking at the economy, looking at uh, commercial real estate performance, uh, and then REIT performance moving forward. Please welcome my guest. It's Ed Pierzak. He's Senior Vice President of Research with NAREIT. Ed, thanks for joining us, sir. Uh, thank you, Michael. Pleasure to be here. And first, I'd like to start with, I guess, the elephant in the room. Some people might uh, refer to it as, and that is the recession risk. At this point, here we are, uh, close to the end of January here of 2023. You know, what's what's the outlook uh, on the R word? Well, you know, you know that that's really been kind of the hot topic. So, if we look back on 2022, we really saw that the U.S. economy had quite a few headwinds. So, we had mixed economic growth results. Uh, waning job gains, elevated inflation, and rising interest rates. And, and even if we took a look at worker confidence, we saw that that was falling off a bit when we take a look at the quits rate. Uh, but when we take, uh, you know, really just a closer look at the risk of recession, uh, we could kind of look at the Bloomberg consensus survey. And you, you see, we started 2022 at about 15% ended the year at 70%. So clearly it's something that's on everyone's mind. And as we look at 2023, that's the big worry. Right, and I guess there's different uh, different views of uh, how bad it might be or, or how deep and long, right? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's really kind of difficult to say, but you know, when we take a look also at uh, just kind of uh, REITs where they're positioned today, uh, we, we really feel that they're in a great position to, to kind of go forward. Um, you know, there's a, a number of things that you could kind of look at. But, you know, generally speaking, if we take a look at uh, their operational performance and balance sheets, we have some aggregate data uh, from NAREIT's T-Tracker. And if we look through the third quarter of 2022, uh, we see operational performance. It's, it's really been pretty good. It's been resilient. Uh, through that uh, quarter, uh, we had average quarterly, uh, aggregate quarterly uh, FFO hit an all-time high, uh, just under $20 billion, uh, just about a 15% increase from over a year ago. Uh, but also interestingly, when we take a look at NOI, we had about an 8% increase, same store NOI, 7% increase. So really, all this data just underscores that REITs have been keeping pace with inflation. But, you know, I think the other part of this is when we think recession, uh, we really see that, you know, REIT balance sheets, they're in great shape. I think that REITs have been very mindful of their experiences through the great financial crisis. And when we take a look at leverage ratios, they're near historical lows. Uh, we look at uh, the amount or proportion of fixed rate debt they have, uh, over 80%. We, 
weighted average term to maturity at about seven years. And then we also even see the weighted average um, cost of that debt at about 3.6%. So again, uh, just in a, a good position to, uh, to weather whatever 2023 has in store. Yeah, and that's interesting to, to look at because this sudden increase in interest rates certainly has slowed down some transaction volume. It's uh, impacting uh, property values out there, right? But uh, uh, the REITs, uh, I guess, are in a pretty good position. But I guess it will impact the values. But if they're not selling them like, at the moment, I guess it doesn't matter, right? Yeah, you know, so I, I guess kind of a, a, a few things to maybe note there, you know, you kind of, you know, mentioned kind of interest rates going up. And, you know, although uh, I think that, uh, you know, REITs have a you know pretty low average cost of debt, uh, it's important to note that they're not immune. So, you know, we probably saw the 10 year Treasury, uh, you know, really just kind of surge in 2022. And, and even with that very large increase over the course of the year, uh, we've seen that uh, that weighted average cost of debt for REITs only went up about 30 basis points. Uh, so, uh, so you know, there, there is going to be some movement there. But, you know, I, I think one of the other factors, you kind of talked a little bit about valuations. And when we look at 2022, I think that it was really kind of a, a time for divergence. And, uh, and we, we see that in REITs themselves, you know, operational performance, really pretty solid. Uh, however, valuations are down. So I think, you know, they ended the year at about 25% down on a total return basis. Uh, but also we saw this divergence uh, in uh, a comparison of uh, we would call it cap rates. So the implied cap rate on REITs and the private market cap rates. Uh, and we again see that there's been kind of a, a pretty solid movement. So when we, we talk about that, that surge in uh, treasury uh, yields, uh, we see that REITs have been really pretty responsive uh, to that move. And in fact, we, we end up seeing that, uh, I think that 10-year treasuries uh, went up by, I think over about 230 basis points uh, through the third quarter. Uh, the implied cap rate on REITs uh, went up almost by 160 basis points. Uh, and then uh, lastly, when we look at the private market, it was just a little less responsive at a little under 70. And so we, we really kind of see this pretty sizable cap rate gap uh, between the public and private markets. And, and so at about 120 basis points, all else equal, if private cap rates end up adjusting, you can see that this difference would suggest a potential 20% or more price decline. Uh, but I think it's important to note that typically all else is not equal. And as we look out into 2023, uh, it's likely we'll see some uh, movement in valuations from both REITs and the private market side. Yeah, yeah, it has to happen, right, with the cost of funds. And we're, I, I uh, have a brokerage firm, regional firm in the southeast, and we're certainly seeing it in the underwriting and closings uh, that we've been doing recently in deals that we're working on. And one of the other things that uh, is concerning uh, everyone uh, these days is inflation. What do you think the impact there is on um, commercial real estate uh, and REITs? And, and then what do you expect from inflation in 2023? So, you know, I think that uh, it'll likely continue uh, to be an issue. Uh, I, I see that, you know, we, we've had some tempering and some excitement over the tempering, but, you know, really kind of inflation remains high. 
And, uh, you know, I think the good news is that, you know, at least historically, uh, real estate has been a pretty good inflation hedge. And again, when we take a look at our T-Tracker data uh, and we look at our NOI growth numbers, uh, we uh, really see that REITs have been able to uh, keep up with the pace of inflation. And we expect that to, uh, to continue in 2023. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, we just uh, were dealing with a, a large tenant and a, on a single tenant building uh, yesterday where, you know, they say, well, if you guys don't lower our rent, we're going to to have someone build us a new building. But, you know, with the inflation, uh, the cost to build that building is such that uh, their rent really would probably be higher. So it's interesting what uh, inflation does for values of existing properties, um, you know, and, and how that might impact REITs. Yeah. And, and as you mentioned before, you know, you talked about the interest rate environment and and really, you know, higher interest rates and debt costs. It's it's really um, throttling, you know, a lot of the transaction volume. You know, I guess the, the silver lining in that is that uh, new new development is also being curtailed. Right. One of the uh, property types that obviously has been the most hit through the pandemic uh, was is, is the office sector. Uh, what do you say about the office sector and REITs moving forward? So, you know, I, I think typically, um, you know, we, we don't talk too much, uh, you know, sector-wise, but, you know, generally speaking, when we take a look at offices, I, I think that, you know, ultimately this is, this is really just a, a, a huge natural experiment, right? Where we're really having to, to kind of wait and see the impacts of work from home uh, as well as hybrid working. And I think that's, uh, that's ultimately going to kind of determine the future of office. Yeah, we, I get to talk to office owners and asset managers every day selling office buildings on a team I lead. And I think the, uh, in my personal view uh, is that we'll have a, a continued uh, decline in demand for the next couple of years. And then I think the office market really turns around as this new supply wanes and, uh, and companies start realizing, more and more companies realize the, the impact on their employees and, and on their profits of, of having everyone uh, everywhere trying to, to, to work. Uh, but yeah, uh, we shall see there. Well, what else? Uh, one of the other things that I saw in your report that I thought was uh, interesting is the uh, historic performance of REITs in uh, past downturns. Uh, tell us about that. Yeah, so uh, you know, definitely, um, you know, when when we talk about uh, you know, kind of recession going forward, uh, a lot of people uh, ultimately, uh, you know, they get pretty nervous about real estate performance. And I I think one of the the, the really kind of key elements that we have to kind of keep in mind uh, is that a recession does not have to equate to negative property total returns. And, um, you know, and I think we can look at this in, in really kind of a, a, a few different ways. So, you know, historically, average annual real estate total returns, they, they've tended to be higher in stronger economic climates. So there's really kind of no surprise there. Uh, but if you were to take a look at annual real estate performance and really kind of break it down into three buckets, kind of a low, mid and high real GDP category. And, and really all you got to do there is you kind of, break things out into quartiles with low being the first quartile, the high being the fourth and the mid kind of carrying the second and the third. And if you do that, you really see that real estate has performed well across economic environments. Uh, so whether it's a low real GDP or a high real GDP. 
And um, so even as we take a look at both the public and private side, uh, we see that on average, uh, real estate's posted positive returns across all the G uh, real GDP cohorts. Uh, we see that REITs have outperformed their private market counterparts in each of the groupings. And I think one of the most kind of compelling things is that we've seen that REIT outperformance was the strongest in the low real GDP bucket. And so, you know, if we kind of take that just a step forward and we ask a little bit of the why behind that. And, you know, we, we talk about this kind of lead lag relationship with public and private real estate, with uh, the uh, public side really leading by six to 18 months. And so if we take a look at the last six U.S. recessions, what we end up seeing is that on average, uh, REITs underperformed private real estate in the four quarters before a recession. However, REITs outperformed both during and in the four quarters after a recession. And then, you know, just as a comparison across um, kind of broader uh, equity markets and, and doing a comparison, say, to the Russell 1000 index, we, we really see that REITs outperform broader equities before, during and after a recession. So, you know, traditionally, REITs have really been uh, well positioned to take advantage of economic recoveries. Yeah. And it, and it makes sense. You know, it seems like the, the REITs typically have the higher class um, assets, which, uh, you know, seems like a lot of folks are, are going to these days. Uh, if you just look at office, uh, for example, you know, the nicer class, A newer buildings are, are uh, seem to be doing better. And then as you if you do expect if, if a listener a viewer expects a recession um, and inspects, uh, you know, the, the market to recover after uh, the recession, how are REITs positioned there compared to the private market? Yeah, well, you know, I think that, you know, when we take a look at 2023, I think that, you know, there, there's, uh, you know, really kind of uh, different opportunities for REITs. One, I think, uh, is a, a tactical opportunity uh, and another is strategic. And on the tactical side, uh, again, when we take a look at 2020, 2022 performance, uh, total returns down about 25 percent. Uh, we see that we've had an uh, adjustment in cap rates. Uh, and we see good operating performance, solid balance sheets. So, um, you know, as we look at 2023, particularly if uh, there's a uh, challenging environment on the horizon, uh, we, we really see a buying opportunity. So I think that's one side of it. But then there's another side, too. And, you know, and I, I think that it's really kind of REITs becoming, um, you know, really part of what I would call a completion portfolio. And it's really kind of marrying the private real estate market and the public real estate market. And, and the reason some folks may want to do that is that uh, when you even take a look at REITs, you know, going back to, say, 2000 to today, uh, there, there's really been kind of a maturity and transformation uh, in the number of uh, property sectors. And today, uh, you really have 10 different property sectors. Uh, you, you've had really kind of a, a growth in some of what we would call kind of the, you know, the modern sectors. We have uh, data centers, cell phone towers, healthcare, uh, cold storage, and then, you know, even industrial. You know, when you take a look at, you know, what it was to what it is today, it's kind of gone from uh, sleepy warehouses and manufacturing uh, really to uh, logistics centers. Um, so uh, REITs really offer the potential for sector diversification, 
uh, I think that uh, they could provide a pretty easy access to a, a pretty wide menu of uh, property sectors. Uh, in addition to that, you have the ability to um, diversify geographically, uh, and that's not only uh, here within the states, but uh, if you had a, a global mandate, you could do that as well. And then lastly, I think that if you uh, were really interested in pursuing uh, some ESG uh, strategies, I think that REITs have really embraced those and uh, they, they have really uh, become best in class performers uh, when it comes down to uh, ESG. We're talking with Ed Pierzak. He's Senior VP with uh, Research at NAREIT about their 2023 uh, outlook for the economy and commercial real estate and, and, and REITs. And, you know, Ed, you mentioned that uh, the REITs have pretty low leverage on their, um, on their properties. Um, how do REITs stack up on acquisition, uh, a competitive acquisition market as folks try to to make key acquisitions in 2023? Do they you know, have enough equity to come in and, and, uh, and outperform private uh, equity buyers? Yeah, you know, I, I think again, um, you know, when we, uh, we kind of break down the, the current environment, we really see that, uh, that current rates are a little bit of a challenge. Uh, and as I, I said before, they're kind of throttling the transaction market. But, but again, uh, you know, REITs are, are well positioned uh, certainly, uh, as anyone else, and in, in maybe some instances, uh, better uh, to, to go forward with uh, potential acquisitions. But again, uh, the, the, the cost of debt, uh, you know, will likely uh, play a role uh, as they, they move forward with that. Ed, Ed, what would you leave our audience with to think about related to, uh, to their support and uh, you're ahead of us? Yeah. So, you know, so I, I, I think that uh, as we look out to 2023, I think that REITs are very well positioned uh, to, uh, to really uh, take on any of the uncertainties. And, um, you know, if anything, uh, if I uh, had to pick a word uh, to uh, describe REITs uh, going forward, it would be resilient. And, um, and lastly, you know, for any of the listeners who are interested in our 2023 outlook, uh, they could go to REIT.com and read a little bit more about it. Perfect. Ed, thank you, sir. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Have a great day. All right. You too. And thank you for joining us around the country. Please let us know what you think. As you heard, you can uh, read the report at NAREIT's website. We'll also have a link to their website and the report at our website, CREshow.com. Well, until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn, and laugh and join us for America's Commercial Real Estate Show. Appreciate the show? Consider referring business or doing business with our sponsors. Bull Realty is a commercial real estate sales, leasing, and advisory firm doing business throughout the Southeast, headquartered in Atlanta. Visit bullrealty.com for more information. Commercial Agent Success Strategies provides video training for commercial agents. This training gets five-star reviews from even the most experienced brokers. Learn more at commercialagentsuccess.com. You're invited to connect with us on your favorite social media. You can find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. Don't miss a show of special interest to you. Be sure and subscribe to the show on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. 
And at the show website, CREshow.com, you can subscribe for a weekly email announcing the show topic and guest. While you're there, you also found more videos and podcasts. Thank you for watching or listening to America's Commercial Real Estate Show.